Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Irish Christmas traditions. Let's talk about it. Like eating turkey and midnight mass and Christmas swims. When do they happen? And horse racing. And why we call it Stephen's Day and not Boxing Day and vice versa. And putting candles and windows and eating Brussels sprouts, which I actually love. And the hunting of the wren, which baffles me. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> um, but I'm going to let someone else do that instead. So historian and Viking witch Claire Horgan is on the line now to tell us where all these mad Irish Christmas traditions came from. Claire, how are you? I'm absolutely great, Jen. How are you keeping? I'm lovely. I'm lovely. Thanks for doing this. So first off, can we talk about Christmas? When did we start celebrating Christmas in Ireland? When did that kick off? Was it always some sort of a festival around this time? Oh, yes. Um, Christmas is very, very, very ancient. Um, when you consider that our ancestors always um, celebrate solstice, which is um, you know, the 20, 21st of December. So if you look at Newgrange and you see the light flowing into the chamber on the solstice, um, clearly we've been celebrating this time of year for thousands and thousands of years. Yes, we have. Okay, well, um, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Advent, who had the bright idea to fill calendars full of little chocolates and eat one on every day until Christmas Day? <laughs> well, I'm afraid you're going to have to blame the Victorians for that. Okay, we'll blame um, them. Yeah, they are masters of marketing. Um, they brought us, you know, the Valentine's Day card and uh, a load of modern traditions that are really based in the Victorian era. Um, of course, chocolate is not part of our diet normally. It actually came over from South America with, you know, potatoes, tomatoes, and a whole raft of things that we completely take for granted now. But, um, yeah, um, the 12 days of Christmas, of course, is quite old. Um, the Vikings celebrated an extended holiday at Christmas. Okay. So, Okay. Um, now, my mum still does this, but on Christmas Eve, just to remind people um, why some people put a candle in their window. Oh, yeah, that is an absolutely beautiful tradition. And I think the idea was to light the way for the Holy Family when they were trying to find their way to, to Bethlehem. Um, it also means, you know, to light the way for any kind of weary traveller who's trying to make their way home. Okay. Um, and a really harsh time of year, you know. So it's a it's a really sweet tradition, and also because the idea is to put a light out in order to bring the light back. So the idea is that we're in the darkest time of year, and in order to encourage the sun perhaps to rise again, we put a light in the window, and that will sort of like through sympathetic magic sort of encourage the light to come back. Okay. And and what about midnight mass? Why is that a thing? Um, like, why do we just go to mass at normal time? Why why is midnight mass a thing here? Well, now uh, I I'm not from a Catholic uh, background, but I have been to a couple of midnight masses. Um, I suspect there might have been an idea of keeping Dad out of the pub. Um, from what I've witnessed, that doesn't really work. Uh, however, the the actual tradition of it is that uh, there was a European saint, uh, Saint Eugeria, and she was in Jerusalem in the fourth century, and she attended a kind of a midnight, um, what would you call it, like a vigil mm-hmm. just before the birth of Christ, as a kind of an idea that you're you're waiting up with the Holy Family for the child to be born, kind of. 
that was okay. a that was a thing back then. Okay, come here. Is it a coincidence that Saint Stephen's uh, or Saint Stephen is the patron saint of horses? Uh, well, uh, and we go to the races <laughs> on Stephen's Day. Uh, I could be corrected on this one, but I think actually that is a coincidence. Okay. Um, yeah, Saint Saint Stephen um, is it was the very first Christian martyr actually. Um, and he apparently was a really good guy and he, he used to give gifts to widows and orphans. And uh, the, so the idea of, of St. Stephen's Day, um, he's the first day after the birth of Christ. Okay. Know, and then why in the of... UK they call it Boxing Day? Oh, yeah, that is that is really interesting. Um, in the old days, that was the only day that servants really had off. So that the family, the big family in the big house would have like cold cuts. They'd have a cold collation of whatever was left over from Christmas Day. And the servants would be given the day off. And on their way out, they'd be handed a box. And that might have some money. It might have old clothes, gifts for the family. And that was the day that they could travel back to their home place and spend their day with their family so it became known as the boxing day okay i never knew that that's really interesting i love that and come here um speaking of the uk do i detect a slight west country accent <laughs> i have a peculiar accent um my folks are mainly from london but i have a, I had a grandparent from from plymouth so possibly plymouth. okay okay there we go um tell us about the hunting of the wren i'm not too familiar with this but i did hear about it is this when lads dress up and in straw costumes or something. Yes, indeed. Now, the hunting of the wren is a very, very old, very spooky tradition. Um, it may well have to do with, in the winter, we are under the rule of the Kaliak. And the Kaliak is the woman, the, the hag of, of winter. And basically, we're all in her grip. Now, when the solstice comes around, the sun starts to come back and her power starts to wane. So the idea might have been that the wren was almost symbolic of the calic. Mm -hmm. And so that you hunt the wren and you kill it and you bring it around to all the neighbours to show that her power has started to wane and that we're actually, we're heading towards longer days and sunshine and nicer times. That's okay. kind of where it comes from. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and finally, Nolignaman or Little Christmas. Mm. Uh, um, what is it exactly and where did that come from? Well, it, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Um, obviously, women have an awful amount of work to do at Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know that. You know, mammy I mean, grand, granny and everybody, there's a amount of baking and looking after everybody. So I think it may date from Roman times um, at the feast called Saturnalia, where there was an idea that there should be role reversal on one day of the year, that the servants should become the masters and the masters should be the servants. And so maybe the idea is that this is the day when mum gets to go out with her friends, have a few drinks, have a bit of a laugh, and dad has to put the pinny on at home and he has to kind of do all the kind of women's jobs, um, whereas all the girls and the women are out having a bit of a, a bit of a crack on that day. Okay. That's one tradition I'm all over. I love a bit of that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh, Claire, can I just go back to your title? Because uh, obviously mm. historian, uh, Viking witch. Talk to me. Yes. Okay. I'm uh, for my, my tribe here, the Daisha Medieval. I'm their vulva, which is their Viking witch. Um, I study uh, Norse witchcraft as, as a hobby. It's very, very interesting indeed. 
And uh, so that's kind of what I do. Um, Were you always into witchcraft as a kid? Were you always interested in that kind of stuff? Um, Always interested in the spooky, I suppose. Uh, You know, a lot of people are. Um, I'm more interested in the psychological side of how witchcraft works. Um, That's kind of, that's very fascinating. It's more like psychiatry um, than (laughs) than spookiness, you know, but yeah. Okay, well, fair. That's some title. I've never had a Viking witch on the show before, and I'm <laughs> delighted to have you on. Uh, listen, um, you were doing something in Waterford for the Winterville Festival. Can can you tell us a bit about that? And are there other events you have going on oh, in 2024? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we did a little Viking village for Winterville. Um, Winterville should be absolutely delighted with themselves because they just won European City of Christmas award, which is fabulous Amazing. for Waterford, obviously. Um, yeah, we did a little village. Um, we were showing people how people lived back a thousand years ago. We had the crafts, we had traditions, um, board games, and medicine and witchcraft, obviously, in my case, and food. Just showing people how uh, our ancestors in Waterford lived, because uh, Waterford was, was Vedrafjorda, which is uh, their, its Viking name, and we, we've kept that name this long. So, yeah, um, I'm a member of Daisha Medieval, which is, we're a Viking living history group. Uh, we do festivals all over the country, up in the north. We go to England. Um, we, then we go to Scandinavia, Lovely. go to Denmark. And can we, yeah, if, if, people wanna, if people yeah. want to find out more, is there a website? Um, you can go on Facebook. And if you look Lovely. up Daisha Medieval, okay. uh, we have a little Facebook page there that explains where we're going and what we're doing. Amazing. Um, yeah, um, we have our own festival in the summer. A third weekend in August, we have Aenok Nanesha, which is the gathering of the Daisha, and that happens just outside Waterford City. Um, and it's uh, hundreds of reenactors come from all over the country, and some from England, some from Scandinavia, and we all get together and we do a two-day festival where people can come and see exactly how people lived back in the day. I love um, it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's much great. better than getting it out of a book. Uh, listen, Claire, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the show today and talking about the origins of Irish Christmas tradition. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.